0: What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. This larger-than-life city has always been loud and bombastic. Vegas has a new record-breaking venue in its midst. This venue is the largest sphere on Earth besides the planet itself. venue in Vegas the MSG sphere is being promoted as the largest sphere on planet earth it is a space meant for concerts film and sports for tourists from over the world part of what makes this venue so unique is the interactive LED exterior to the venue over the 4th of July it displayed the American flag for all the public to see inside thousands of speakers surround the amphitheater along with a 360 degree screen that is 250 feet high this certainly is an impressive architectural feat and yet it pales in comparison to god's handiwork he made the heavens the earth and everything in between join me in praising him today for his wonderful works of creation this is haven today I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're continuing in a series called 10,000 Miles with Paul. One night, when the apostle was still in the city of Troas in Asia Minor, he had a dream. In it, a man from Macedonia across the Aegean Sea stood and pleaded with Paul, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, isn't that a striking picture? A man begging for help? Responding to this vision, Paul set sail across the sea and once again on land, he ended up in the Macedonian city of Philippi. Just several more steps in the more than 10,000 miles that Paul walked on his missionary journeys. In a moment we're going to Philippi. We're going to learn more about this city. Who were these people? What were they all about? And who exactly was the first European convert to Christ? But if you want to see what that city looks like even today, you can go there with David Suchet and his documentary called In the Footsteps of Paul.
1: I'm David Suchet, and I'm on a journey around the Mediterranean following in the footsteps of a man who 2,000 years ago traveled more than 10,000 miles around the Roman world on foot and many, many more by sea. Just like Paul, David Suchet, both
0: Jewish, Both met Jesus, and their lives were forever transformed. David Suchet is your tour guide on this two-part documentary called In the Footsteps of Paul. It's well-produced, the series originally airing on the BBC. It'll take you to places Paul traveled to that you've never seen before, from Jerusalem to Damascus and on then into Europe. I know this documentary will bless you as you watch it. After this program, I'd like to invite you to call us and make a gift as much as you possibly can send for this two-part DVD in the footsteps of Paul. And the number to call is 800 That's eight hundred six five four twenty eight thirty six. Or come visit our website, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And now let's get started with the program. A song called Hold It All. I call
2: your name when I'm in over my head, when I'm in over my head. I see your face when I cannot see it, when I cannot see
0: Cody Carnes, opening this haven today, Hold It All, 10,000 Miles with Paul. I'm Charles Morris. Now, before we look a little more at the Eastern European city of Philippi, I'd like you to hear from a friend of mine who visited the ruins of that ancient city a few years ago. Robin Amen, we first met when you joined us on one of our vision trips to Cuba a couple of years ago, but I want to welcome you on the air to Haven today for the very first time.:
3: Hi, Charles, thanks for having me on the program.
0: Robin, there you are in Maryland, and we're talking today about Philippi on the program, and you've actually been to see the ruins there in Eastern Greece. Do you mind telling us what that was like to you and how the Lord ministered to you while you were there?
3: Sure about Four years ago, my daughter was getting ready to go on a study abroad trip from Moody Aviation to Greece and parts of Italy and parts of Turkey. And uh, they offered the parents to join for a week or two of touring. And my husband knew that I'd always wanted to go to Greece, but he was terminally ill with ALS at the time. And he said, Robin, I think you should go. And I said, how, how can I possibly go? I'm your full-time caregiver. And he said, I, I don't know. We'll work it out. So I have a friend who loves to travel, and I asked her if she would go along. And we got to join the Moody students for that trip. One minute, very hot day, we found ourselves on the streets of Philippi. It's broken cobblestone and broken pillars. But we walked the streets where Paul and Silas walked. And it was just so profound, so poignant to be on those very stones, possibly, you know, in the very city where Paul had been preaching and was in prison. They took us to a little corner and said, here's the uh, cell where Paul and Silas were imprisoned. But they found out as excavation went on, that it was probably a cistern and not a prison cell, that the prison hadn't been excavated yet. But still, we were able to picture that story and picture Paul and Silas praising the Lord in the middle of hardship. Um, I thought of my husband's desire, and it became our family's desire, that in his his illness of Garrick's disease was for God to be glorified. That was what Bob wanted, and that became our family's drive that God would be glorified no matter what was going on. And I thought of Paul and Silas as they praised God in the middle of hardship. They were beaten. They were struggling. But they were praising God. And even after the earthquake, after their bonds were free, they were surrendered. They were willing to stay where they knew God wanted them. And because of that, the jailer and his whole household came to Christ. So it's, it's a reminder to me, a challenge to me, that the walk is not always easy, but if we are praising, if I am praising and surrendering to Christ, he is going to do the work that he wants to do.
0: Robin Abend, what a sweet story, and I know the Lord continues to minister to you even now. Thank you for sharing with us here on the program. Oh, you're so welcome. If you joined us late, this is Haven Today, and the program is called 10,000 Miles with Paul. When the Apostle arrived in Philippi, probably around A.D. 50, it was a respectable Roman colony, like so many other cities of its day. It had two temples, one dedicated to the worship of the emperor and another to the goddess Artemis. Yes, she had quite the following outside of Ephesus— And it's no surprise to find her worshipped in this very pagan city. I'd like you to hear a little more about the city and what David
1: Suchet discovered as he walked in the footsteps of Paul. What would become the Christian faith had never been spoken of in Europe before. He needed to find a sympathetic first audience. When Paul first came here, he was just outside the Roman colony of Philippi. And, as was his custom he went looking for a synagogue to start preaching, but the Jewish community here was so small, there wasn't even a synagogue. So he came down to a riverside, and there were a group of women here. One of the women was called Lydia, and she was a purple dye trader. And she heard him speak, and was baptized. And the important thing here is that Lydia became the first European convert to this new religion that would one day be called Christianity.
0: The British actor, David Suchet, standing by a river that very well could be the river where Paul met Lydia. And it's fascinating to see the trees in the very eastern European terrain that Philippi is set in. I think too often we picture Paul walking in a desert. But this documentary helps see where Paul traveled, which really helps you better understand the stories that were told in the book of Acts. Paul showed up in a very pagan city. He preached the gospel to a crowd of women, and the first European comes to know Jesus as her Lord and Savior, Lydia. She was a dealer in purple cloth, something very prestigious in that day. In Acts 16.14, we learn that the Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. The gospel was powerful then, still is today. We mustn't forget that. We pick up with Paul several verses later in Acts 16. He had just cast a demon out of a young fortune teller. A young slave girl had been a source of income to her owners. In pagan Philippi, many would have listened closely to her predictions. But with the demons gone and the girl's powers removed, Paul had struck at the heart of their very livelihood. He and his companion, Silas, were flogged and thrown into prison, the jailer guarding them closely. Let's listen in as our trusted guide,
1: David Suchet, reads from Acts chapter 16. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. When it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, Release those men. The jailer told Paul, The magistrates have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. But Paul said to the officers, They beat us publicly without a trial, even though we are Roman citizens and threw us into prison. And now do they want to get rid of us quietly? No. Let them come themselves and escort us out." The officers reported this to the magistrates, and when they heard that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escorted them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. After Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house, where they met with the brothers and sisters and encouraged them. Then they left. Act 16,
0: verses 25 to 40. Read for us by David Suchet and a thanks to BibleGateway.com for sharing that with us. What a bold start to the church of Jesus in Philippi. This is the church that Paul would later write to in a letter. The book of Philippians has often been described as a letter of encouragement And we can see why. In fact, I want us to look at this passage in Acts with Philippians in mind. Encouragement is something we could all use more of right now. The encouragement that comes from knowing that God is still in control. Two things we can learn and see from Paul's time in that Roman colony. First, in order to make a point, God sometimes shakes things up. As Paul and Silas sat in prison praying and singing... God got everyone's attention through an earthquake. This wasn't just a clever way to get Paul and Silas out of prison. In Scripture, when God sends an earthquake, it's often a sign of his presence. Think of God's descent on Mount Sinai there in Exodus 19. We're told that the ground shook and the people were terrified. But at the end of the day, God was making a covenant with his people. Or think of Isaiah 6 when the great prophet was commissioned to preach to the people. God descended upon the temple and shook it. Isaiah's eyes were opened to the depth of his own sin, and God forgave him. But you know which earth-shaking event comes to my mind as the most powerful, the most significant? The crucifixion. When Jesus gave up his spirit to his Father, the earth shook, and the way into the Holy of Holies was opened for us all. Sins forgiven righteousness secured now sinful people could go into the very presence of god it was an earthquake in philippi that shook the jailer out of his self-deception a pagan idolater was brought to the end of himself thinking his prisoners had all escaped in the disaster he thought he would be held accountable he was ready to take his own life until paul put a stop to it as the dust settled That wonderful work of the Spirit was happening in a jailer's heart. In verse 30 of Acts 16, he said to Paul and Silas, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And the answer they gave is the same one we give today to every desperate soul. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Be encouraged. When everything is unstable around you, God's still there. He's still your rock and your deliverer. And sometimes when the foundations of our lives are shaking, God is reminding us that he's still there with us. Another encouraging observation from this passage, Paul's time in Philippi shows us that God still works through injustice. Now, we have to be careful when we say this. Knowing that God works even through our sin doesn't mean we should just keep on sinning. Similarly, God often uses injustice to draw people to his son. That doesn't mean we should be okay with injustices or tolerate them. And this unfolds in Acts 16. Paul and Silas become the victims of mob violence. Without a fair trial, the magistrates strip and beat them severely, putting them in prison without tending to their injuries. Picture them there, bound in their stocks and in chains, their skin bloodied from the flogging. Only God can use times of such weakness to display his power. But you see, it's because of a series of injustices that Paul and Silas were there in the first place. And if they hadn't been there, the Philippian jailer and his entire household would have remained dead in their sins. Did Paul and Silas protest their injustice? Well, in fact, they did. In verse 37, Paul defies orders and speaks up for his rights. He was a Roman citizen after all. The magistrates were hoping to cover the whole thing up and quietly release Paul and Silas, but Paul would have none of it. Instead, he demanded that the magistrates escort them out publicly. What better way to draw attention, not just to Paul, but to the message of Paul and to his powerful Messiah at the center of his message. In the aftermath of their own injustices, Paul and Silas went back to the house of Lydia. And here's what we read in verse 40. They met with the brothers and sisters there and encouraged them. So we can be encouraged, we brothers and sisters today. The world is going to stay chaotic, but God's still in control. And like the Macedonian man in Paul's dream, let's stand tall, stand up, let's cry out for help, because only God can meet our needs. And because of Jesus, we know that He will. Your grace is more,
2: grace is found, is where you are. comes my way when I cannot stand I'll fall on you Jesus you're my hope and stay
0: That was Matt Mayer and Lord, I Need You on Haven Today at a program called 10,000 Miles with Paul. I'd like to invite you to follow in the footsteps of Paul. And you can do this by watching the two-part DVD called In the Footsteps of Paul. It's hosted by British actor David Suchet, who you heard from earlier in the program, Originally made for the BBC, this documentary will help you to read your Bible with a new sense of realism as you see so many of the places Paul visited as he planted the young church of Jesus Christ. It's almost as good as traveling there yourself. Call us now for your copy of In the Footsteps of Paul. Make a gift to help us keep sharing Christ with others. And please pray about how generous you can be as so many are away on vacation, holidays, and our giving decreases this time of year. You can make your gift right now on our website at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Or call our number at 800-65-HAVEN. That number is 800-65-HAVEN. And one last thing. Would you pray about becoming a Haven partner? That's someone who agrees to pray regularly and give automatically every month to help us pay our power bill during the summertime. If you've been blessed by this ministry, would you pray about becoming a blessing to us? Ask about it when you call or learn more when you visit our website, haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? And again together, we'll share the great story that's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. In a world like ours, where teaching and preaching and opinion pieces and all the rest are readily available only a click away, The question of who we listen to is all the more important. Who are we giving our attention to? Who are we letting speak into our lives? Long gone are the days when the only pastor you had access to was in your hometown. The Apostle Paul had some advice in Romans 16. Mark those who cause divisions, those who cause offense and contradict the gospel. Avoid them. Instead, listen to those whose words are seasoned with grace and truth. Christ came to bring unity, not division. The gospel of Jesus Christ unifies us together as his people. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.